Hey, my friends, how's it going? Uh, it's going to be a great episode today. We are going to talk about uh, Coach Jim Harbaugh and the University of Michigan. Uh, and of course, at the very end, we're going to do our dad jokes. I want to thank very much all of you that sent me some more dad jokes. I, I, uh, it's, I'm so shocked that this has become something that we got to do every episode. It's so much fun. Uh, okay, so look, my goal... Uh, with the podcast is to teach kind of like the law and how the law is applied and, and, you know, jurisdiction and civil procedure and contract law and tort law. Right. And uh, in my opinion, teaching that can be very boring. You know, if I came in here and said, all right, the standards for a preliminary injunction and statutes include the following, like to me, that could be kind of boring. So, uh, my goal is, and like, for example, today, I'm going to talk about uh, Jim Harbaugh, the University of Michigan, the football team, the Big Ten, and he gets suspended for three games. And there's so much now litigation and and issues and contract, uh, breach of contract allegations. Uh, there's a preliminary injunction request. And, and so uh, all of those things, a breach of contract, uh, injunction, civil procedure, jurisdiction, all of it is going to be addressed in this story. So the goal is that you you kind of enjoy and, and learn from the story and all of the learning about how our government applies the law, uh, all of that is kind of a side product of this very funny story. All right. And to me, it's funny because we're going, you know, we're going through the whole legal system and every possible uh, aspect of the law uh, almost is being applied to football are you a, a University of Michigan fan, Mateo? No? What are you, like, a University of Texas? Or, <laughs> yeah, Mateo's from Texas. The Longhorns? No kidding. Awesome, awesome. All right. So, um, and it just so happens that he gets suspended, like, right at the end of the season, where they have a very realistic shot at winning the national championship. All right. So, um Sorry, uh, Nathan and all my Ohio State fans for saying that. Okay, uh, <laughs> all right. So, you know, University of Michigan began in the year 1817. So we are talking well over 200 years ago. Um, and the um, the football, uh, playing football uh, started around the 1870s for the University of Michigan. And they that school was one of the pioneers in getting college football going. Um, now, what happened was uh, over the several decades, the, there's uh, like groups of colleges would kind of band together and form a conference. Uh, and in a conference is, you know, they would like play each other in sports, kind of share, uh, you know, revenue. They would share something like, like you know, uh, academic things. They would share resources, maybe, you know, lend each other money and stuff. I mean, you know, so it's kind of like strength in numbers kind of. So the, the schools would kind of band together. Um, and and I was surprised, like Rutgers, uh, that's in the uh, Big Ten also, they were formed in the 1700s, 1766. Uh, Indiana, 1820. I just, I was, I didn't know that the universities have been around that long. Like I knew it was a while, but not that long. Anyhow, so uh, so what happened over time is that a lot of schools, uh, they would like kind of get together and form different conferences. Uh, the Big Ten, which um, 
started in 1896. All right, so that's also been around for a long time. The Big Ten, uh, you know, includes Michigan, Ohio State, Indiana, University of Iowa, uh, Northwestern, you know, Rutgers, Maryland. So, so all these schools. Uh, and you know, the, some sometimes like schools have like gone into it, like gone out of it, you know, things like that. Um, so these particular schools. The advantage of that Big Ten is that they have their own conference, they play each other, then the conference kind of negotiates deals and and makes more money for them, and then they create their own brand, you know, and all that good stuff. Um, now, you know, the, the the over time, the different colleges had different conferences, like uh, the Pac-12, which is sadly going away soon, uh, and then the, the Big 12 and, you know, ACC. Okay, so anyway, so there's all these conferences, right? And... Um, Universities are making hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, kind of like like forming this. Uh, and then the uh, eventually with sports, with college sports, then there was the NCAA. So that one they needed because they had all these different conferences and then the teams would play each other like like they wanted to, to increase revenue. One team in one conference would play another team in another conference. So then the NCAA came, you know, they kind of formed that. So that there would be like one kind of like, you know, association that kind of governed everybody. It's all like my joke is like the conference is like the state government and the NCAA is like the federal government. You know, the NCAA has a lot of rules. Uh, and it was just recently where the, they allowed the student athletes to make money, uh, you know, with their image and likeness. Uh, and, and anyway, so there's like millions of rules that the NCAA has. And of course, all of the different schools and conferences agreed to those rules. Uh, and, you know, it's an advantage to be in the NCAA because the NCAA itself has so much money and it bargains these amazing deals and, and all that jazz, right? Uh, so the conferences have agreements with the uh, NCAA and the schools have agreements with the conferences uh, and with the NCAA. Okay. Uh, and then one of the many rules of the NCAA is that uh, in the football teams, they cannot have uh their staff members kind of in person go scout other uh you know other teams like opponents uh so they can't like let's say the University of Michigan has a game against you know Maryland next week for example so they can't have their football coaches or scouts uh you know like 3 weeks beforehand start going to University of Maryland games and record them uh and and do things like that the reasoning is you know it just makes um uh, it, it's just more costly to do that. So that it, like, kind of like if, if some schools do have the money to do that, then every school has to do that. It's more costly. And there, um, there's this thing about what they, they're worried about sign stealing, like in the football, like there's all these signs that, that the coaches communicate to the players and they don't want other teams recording like what coaches do so that anything that the, the football teams have, uh, you know, in terms of like scouting the other teams, it's only what the, you know, the NCAA provides. Like, they're kind of like, you know, they can watch the games of other teams, but they're limited to what they can do. They can't send their own people to kind of start spying on the other teams. That's what they, that's what they consider it. Uh, so all of this with coach Jim Harbaugh happened is uh, the following. So the University of Michigan, uh, and remember, these are all, uh, allegations. I mean, allegations that happen to have a lot of evidence with it. Okay. Uh, so the University of Michigan had a junior football coach or staffer, depending on who you're asking, uh, that, you know, according to some of the evidence, you know, and the allegations is he went to a bunch of football games 
of teams that were going to play the University of Michigan. Um, and, and he would also have some of his either buddies or other, other staffers, things like that. Some of them would go also. And they started recording uh, the coaches and everything of the other team. Uh, and and they had like they had footage of this guy at these other football games. And so, you know, and he was like right there by the field. He was recording. Uh, <laughs> right. So anyway, and on one of them, he had an Instagram post of him at one of the games. So that didn't help. Right. So anyway, uh, and so the allegation is he was like kind of recording this and then he was giving it to the other coaches for the University of Michigan and that, you know, they were able to kind of have a leg up in terms of like knowing what the signs were. The NCAA got wind of this and started investigating it. Uh, and then the Big Ten, which is the conference, they also kind of looked into it and then investigated it. Right. Uh and all of this, you know, it came up in October of 2023. Uh, and then in early November 2023, the Big Ten commissioner uh, sends notice to University of Michigan and he suspended Jim Harbaugh, Coach Harbaugh, for three games. Um, and he's not even saying that Jim Harbaugh knew about this. It was just that this was going on. So he suspended Jim Harbaugh for three days. And now comes the ensuing lawsuit. Um, I'm happy to say for the University of Michigan, they have, uh, their football team is a lot better than their lawyers <laughs> because I think the lawsuit by the University of Michigan, uh, is not going to win. They're not going to score points. You know, it has no running team. No, just kidding. Okay. Let me explain now. Uh, what happens? Okay. Imagine it this way. When these groups of schools get together, they kind of then agree among themselves with a certain like uh, like a rule system like that they agree to. It's called da -da 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 -da, in this case, the bylaws. OK, and, and what that means. All right. So this is like out of the contract uh, law here is that they all, you know, uh, all the different schools, Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, you know, Northwestern, Rutgers, all the, the schools in the Big Ten. They get together, right? And they sign these, these rules. They call it the bylaws. It's a bylaw. What's a bylaw? Uh, and those bylaws are kind of like how they're going to uh, kind of like uh, relate to each other. And it's all in writing and it's all a binding contract. Uh, and then in these bylaws, it'll have things like, you know, how, uh, you know, the, the money is split, you know, like, for example, like if, if they're selling Big Ten t-shirts and, and all the Big Ten merchandise, how that gets split. The Big Ten has TV deals. How is that going to get split? Uh, if, if one team wins the Big Ten conference, what money do they get, right? Uh, what's allowed for recruiting? What's allowed for communication? What's allowed for academics? What, you know, all that stuff, transfers, everything. It's in the bylaws. Now, uh, then they also have kind of rules about, you know, uh, what they want, uh, like disciplinary rules. And in the bylaws, they have rules about how the, uh, you know, like a, if, a, if a school gets suspended or certain coaches get suspended or student athletes get suspended, uh, you know, the commissioner, according to the bylaws, all right, the commissioner has a lot of discretion in terms of, you know, if there's some sort of like unsportsmanlike 
uh, conduct going on and that's affecting the integrity of the of the game. Uh, the commissioner has a lot of discretion to uh, suspend a player or a coach or a team or, or do whatever. Uh, now, why would they agree to that uh, is because they, they have, well, hold on. That is what they agree to, dang it, <laughs> right? And it's, it makes sense, gosh darn it. It's kind of like if, uh, you know, like, have you, are you in a fantasy football league? You are? Is there a commissioner? <laughs> right? It's kind of, they get it from this. It makes sense. Like, because there'll be, you know, there'll be a dispute. And uh, who's going to resolve the dispute? If you and a, and a fellow, right, it's going to be the commissioner. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, uh, right? And so here, if there's a dispute among the uh, schools, then who's going to resolve the dispute? It's going to be the commissioner. Um, and then the commissioner here decided to suspend Jim Harbaugh. All right. End of story. Is it over? Nothing is over. Nothing. Right. Okay. Right away. The University of Michigan then filed a lawsuit. Now, uh, this is some civil procedure. In the lawsuit, they're asking for a lot of different remedies. They're asking for a temporary injunction, a preliminary injunction, uh, and then a permanent injunction, all right, and uh, financial damages, okay? So here's a civil procedure. It's kind of, uh, listen to this, listen to this. Um, in a lot of cases, you want the court to decide the case. And then, believe it or not, there's different levels of deciding the case. This is the civil procedure. There is, you know, you could decide the case for a on a temporary restraining um, calendar, then a longer calendar, which is called a preliminary injunction, um, and the difference is that a temporary restraining order or, or a temporary injunction can be very short, like 20 days or, or, you know, 10 days, 20 days, 30 days, whatever. All right. That's a very short amount of time. Uh, the preliminary injunction usually is like a year uh, and, it, and it, it could be either a term like a year or it could be like until the full uh, trial is done. OK. And then a permanent injunction is just this is going to be the ruling uh, forever into the future unless it's changed, all right? Uh, and then the damages claim is just like if there's a breach of contract, like somebody owes someone else money. Uh, so those are a lot of different civil procedure remedies. Uh, and the what the University of Michigan did is they filed this lawsuit, and the first order of relief that they're seeking is a temporary restraining order against this uh, suspension. All right. And it's kind of crazy because the suspension happened on uh, Friday, November 10, which was uh, the day before Veterans Day when the courts were closed. <laughs> right. So they couldn't like hurry up and get to court because the court was closed that day, uh, which was a bummer because on November 11, University of Michigan played Penn State. Just so happened without their coach Harbaugh because he suspended for three games, but they still won that game. Uh, anyhow, so the the temporary restraining order and there's going to be a hearing on it uh, on Friday of this week, unless it gets changed. And I'm going to go out on the limb and say that the Big Ten will win. <laughs> All right. Uh, of course, just like football analysts, they could be wrong. I'm going to say the Big Ten is going to win. All right, so uh, so the theory behind this goes like this. The actual lawsuit itself might take a whole year or longer or less because they might want to 
say, oh, Jim Harbaugh, like he wasn't involved in this cheating. Uh, the the commissioner overstepped his uh, discretion. You know, they should have followed different rules, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that might take over a year. And then there might be like, the, maybe they, they they take Jim Harbaugh's deposition, meaning he does an interview and and, and they, he answers questions. Maybe they find that little fudger uh, staffer. Now, by the way, that staffer was fired uh, on November 3rd. Um, Technically, he resigned, but you know why he resigned, right? Because he got fired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They probably told him, look, uh, you either quit today or you're fired tomorrow. What do you want? <laughs> anyway, so he resigned, a.k.a. fired. Um, maybe somebody will do his deposition or try to get evidence, you know, of the of the games he went to or whatever. All of that will take a long time, right? So because that will take a long time, um, to adjudicate, uh, there's a remedy that's available and that's called the temporary restraining order or temporary injunction. And that goes like this. Okay. While we wait for that long order, <laughs> all right, the one that will, will happen in, the, in late 2024, potentially or longer, we want to have just a temporary kind of relief. And that's what they filed the lawsuit saying temporarily, let's suspend that suspension, <laughs> all right, uh, until we can adjudicate things longer. Uh, and there are different standards. So, so here, the University of Michigan, uh, to win on a temporary restraining order, they have to prove that they would likely win the long-term trial, all right? Uh, and then also that they would, um, that they have to show what we call irreparable harm, uh, the text irreparable harm. Is that the way the text goes? Yeah. Irreparable harm. Okay. Let me do it correctly. Uh, now, by the way, with lawyers, uh, I, I don't know, Zeke, Zeke may know this. Maybe he doesn't. With lawyers, the term irreparable harm are buzzwords. Kind of like with a doctor when you say heart attack, right? Those are buzzwords, I think, for a doctor. Uh, so same with irreparable harm. To win a temporary restraining order, you have to show that, hey, we, we probably will win long term. And you have to show this irreparable harm, meaning if you don't give us this temporary restraining order and then we win long term, we got uh, screwed over so bad that it is irreparable, the harm. Um, and that is the standard for the temporary restraining order. And here what they're saying to the court is we have such a big reputation at the University of Michigan uh, and we're scouting players for next year. Uh, and we're recruiting players for next year. And gosh darn it, we are, you know, 8-0. Uh, and o. <laughs> You know, because I think they were 8-0 and o when they filed this and then they won the Penn State game. We're 8-0. and o. We're the top three in the country. We have a shot at going to the national championship. We were so close last year and we got a shot at going to the national championship this year. So if you suspend our coach this late in the season, you may hurt the chance of going. And, and this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for a lot of the athletes. You know, uh, who knows if we're going to get back there, you know. So if you take this away from us, you know, even if we win long term, we will be irreparably harmed. Like like even if, a you know, a, a money judgment later can't make up for it. And because of that irreparable harm, uh, we want this temporary restraining order. And so that is the standard of the temporary restraining order. The preliminary one was a little longer. That would that will be, you know, maybe. But here they just they're asking for like about 20 or 30 days because then the season will be over by then, you know, the season is over! Uh, in about 20 or 30 days. So they're just asking for that. 
and, and so that's that's the theory here. Okay, now uh, let's see. Let's go over uh, the substance. Okay, the this is why I think that the University of Michigan is not going to win. What the University of Michigan agreed to uh, goes like this. In the bylaws, uh, it says that the commissioner has, you know, like I said, all of this discretion. The commissioner can review whatever evidence the commissioner wants to review. The commissioner could ask questions. Here, the commissioner reviewed some, you know, uh, evidence that the NCAA collected. The The commissioner has, you know, basically unfettered discretion. He's like a freaking dictator, right? Uh, I... I was born in Baghdad, Iraq, and at the time, uh, Saddam Hussein was the dictator of Iraq. And over there, if Saddam Hussein made a decision, it was final, (laughs) right? Uh, End of story. It was so bad. He was such a dictator that Iraqis that left Iraq and lived in America were still scared of him. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? You know, so anyhow... Uh, so the commissioner is a dictator. Now, dictators are very efficient because they don't have to go to court. They don't have to, you know, uh, like uh, explain things. They don't, they, they, it's just efficient, right? Uh, so Michigan agreed that with things like unsportsmanlike, you know, conduct, uh, the commissioner can step in right away, review whatever the heck he wants, and make a decision and no appeal, right? Uh, that's the University of Michigan agreed to that. Like, I don't understand. Like, what the heck, you know? They're making uh, a, an argument that's like, well, the Big Ten also, we agreed to the handbook. That's a different document. And in the handbook, they say that for uh, certain, you know, if there's NCAA violations, we will, uh, you know, that there should be like a longer term investigation. The evidence should be presented. It's almost like a, like a mini trial within their own system. Uh, now, the Big Ten said, yeah, but uh, that... It's kind of like some things can be uh, that the commissioner could take on his own and even some things that could be done, you know, in that longer process. Uh, and it's not the the documents, believe it or not, are not a one million percent clear, probably because they didn't envision something like this going down exactly this way. Right. But it's not a 100 percent clear uh which uh, procedure to follow, except that they've always kind of done it with the the commissioner procedure in the past. So historically, like, that's the way it's been done. The commissioner makes a ruling and and that's final. That's it. Uh, So it seems pretty clear. (laughs) You know, I would say when I read it, it it was kind of like one of those things. Like, if it's it's an issue that involves integrity of the game, then you could apply this uh, sportsmanlike policy and the, the commissioner gets full discretion to do whatever he wants. Then there's also this: if there's uh, all the if there's an NCAA violation, then you know we could have this like mini trial. Uh, so it uh, honestly, it's it's not as clear as it should be. Nonetheless, because then this is how they've applied it in the past, and the schools have, have agreed to it. Uh, I don't see why a judge would then uh, suspend the suspension. You with me? That's my opinion. Now today is. Uh, let's say November 13, right? When's, no, November 14, 14, 15? God, man, 
Today's Wednesday, <laughs> November 15th. So the hearing is Friday, November 17th. I'm predicting that the judge is going to give University of Michigan the middle finger on this. That's my prediction, dang it. Uh, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. But I think that's going to be the case. Now, uh, there is, you know, more to it. If if the Michigan doesn't win this uh, temporary restraining order, that doesn't mean they lost the whole case because there's still going to be that full-blown case, um, you know, but... I still think they're in hot water, and I'm going to explain why. Uh, oh, well, first, <laughs> this is beautiful. This is, doesn't happen that often, but there were all of these University of Michigan alumni attorneys that got together, uh, and then they had like a 1,000 uh, alumni sign off. They, did, they drafted their own brief. Like They actually got together and filed a pleading. It's called an amicus curiae, meaning like friends of the court. So they filed a brief. They spent a lot of time and energy doing this. You know, I mean, one step more dumb, they would have started a podcast. <laughs> right. OK, so these guys all got together. These guys and girls, sorry, uh, they all got together and they, they did a good job uh, kind of putting together this brief. Uh, OK, and then they kind of, you know, made the same arguments that Michigan made that I was I was telling you and that. That is basically they should have done that longer version trial and all that jazz, right? Okay. Um, now, here's why I am certain that the University of Michigan is going to lose, all right? Um, there was good evidence. that The Big Ten did have evidence that they explained here. A few moments later. The NCAA and uh, the Big Ten, they got a hold of what they called the master spreadsheet okay uh as opposed to the servant spreadsheet this is the master spreadsheet okay the, which means this is a like kind of an excel file that they found right it, what, during their investigation and this is beautiful that little little excel sheet included a large and detailed chart listing the names of various individuals assigned to attend past and future football games Meaning in this thing, that staffer, like they had a little sheet that were going around like a computer sheet. I shouldn't say Excel because Excel is, is a program name, whereas like the sheets are different. Like it could be a Google sheet or whatever, right? Uh, but I always call it Excel, kind of like, you know, uh, calling Kleenex Kleenex when in reality it should be called uh, tissue paper. <laughs> All right. So th this master spreadsheet, uh, a large idea. So they had a chart of, of who's going to which games. Yeah, Zeke is going to uh, scope out these games. Mateo is going to scope out University of Wisconsin. Which school would you want to go see? Wisconsin? How did I know that? I'd want to go to Indiana. I'd, I'd want to go to Indiana. There was this old movie called Breaking Away. And it was like his at the film to Indiana. Anyway, so and I love that movie when I was a kid. So I'd probably want to go there. Uh, or Notre Dame. Ah, oh, they don't play Notre Dame anymore. Okay. Notations showing whether in-person attendance at non-conference games would be necessary depending on different win-loss scenarios, <laughs> right? Um, meaning like, okay, if we win, we'll go to this game. If we lose, we, you know, go, go check out that game, blah, blah, blah. The 2023 game schedules of the university scheduled football points, meaning in this spreadsheet they had uh every team that university of michigan was going to play then they had the schedule of all the teams though those teams are going to play so that they can go and do advanced uh scouting of it this is my favorite part color coding to reflect past games actually attended by assigned individuals and future games for which individual assignments were still needed is that pretty cool i don't color code my spreadsheets 
You know, do you do that, Mateo? No, come on, dude. Look at, oh, Zeke does? Damn, Zeke. That's awesome. I mean, hey, hey, this guy, these staffers that, that got fired, you know, maybe they could, uh, they could become spreadsheet uh, operators. The names of individuals assigned to certain cities and locations. Monetary amounts assigned with, uh, because everyone had to have different money to take to the games and stuff. That is pretty freaking good evidence, I would say. You know, um, I mean, unless they're doing that just for fun. Oh, if we were to do this, I I got with the color code. I would never color code a spreadsheet unless it was real. Uh, by October 20, the staff member's name began appearing in media reports uh, about the impermissible screen. That day, I called, oh, this is the commissioner, like called the university athletic department to determine whether the university was going to take any actions. Okay, so so even the commissioner was in uh, communication with them. And then, like I said, they... They also had footage of, of this guy at the different games. Uh, here we go. The Big Ten Conference also reviewed photos and videos from the public domain, because everything's recorded everywhere, uh, that showed the staff member uh, dressed similarly to university coaches standing adjacent to and communicating with coaches. So what that guy did, his name was uh, Connor Stallions. What he did is he would go to the games and he would dress up like the coaches do for those other teams <laughs> so that he can get kind of closer and take better footage. Wow, that's so rad. Okay, um, that is good evidence. Now, here's my favorite part. That staffer got fired, all right? Uh, the code word was he quit, all right? But he got fired. I know it. Okay, he didn't quit. You know, because he was going to quit. He quit because, you know, they, they forced him to. So uh, so here they're guilty. I don't know. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of funny. They fired the staffer. Right. And then they're upset that the coach is getting suspended for three games. Do you see what I'm saying here? So something's wrong now. I know. So the coach hardball. Uh, let's say he didn't know this was going on, which I don't. I think he did, did not know what was going on. There's this. Have you seen the movie Casino? Ze oh, Zeke loves that movie. I love that movie Casino. There's this awesome part in the movie Casino where um, Robert De Niro, he's talking to the slots manager. And the and what happened were there was these players that kind of, they somehow rigged the slot machines and they kept winning. And it was like the, the manager should have stopped it and he didn't stop it in time. So they won all this money. And Robert De Niro told him this. You didn't know you'd be in this game. You're too fucking dumb to keep this job. If you did know you were in on it, either way, you're out. Get out. Go on. Let's go. I think the same is true here. Uh, either, you know, it's like Robert De Niro said, either you're too incompetent to not know this was going on or you were in on it. <laughs> All right. Either way, you're out. Right. That's what Robert De Niro said. And I think that's what's going on here. I don't think Jim Harbaugh was in on it, but what the commissioner is saying, this isn't Joe Samuel, the commissioner of the Big Ten, who they all agreed to and, and, and agreed to the bylaws, he's the one that's saying, Coach Hardball, you are too incompetent because this was going on. Um, I don't think you're in on it, but you're you're too incompetent, so you're suspended for three games, all right? And it wasn't... I've never heard of the following suspension. Here's the letter from... The commissioner, Tony Petiti. Okay. Uh, for the reasons expressed herein, uh, herein, okay, I have determined that the following disciplinary action against this university is appropriate. Effective immediately, the university football team must compete without its head coach 
for the games remaining in the 2023 regular season. That's the three-game suspension. Uh, the disciplinary action shall not preclude the university or its football team from having its head coach attend practices uh, or other football activities. And then it's for clarity, the football head coach shall not be present at the game venue on the dates of the games to which this discipline action applies. So it's kind of weird. He can coach the team, but not on the Saturdays that they play. Isn't that weird? I haven't heard of that that kind of suspension before. That's kind of weird. In my opinion, either you suspend the dude, maybe a, what would have made better sense is if you suspend him for two games and he can't go at all, or one game he can't, like one whole week, but not this whole three weeks, you know, but that doesn't matter because I am not the commissioner, right? Uh, all right, what's our favorite part? Uh, rest in peace, boiling water. You will be missed. That was pretty good. I once wrote a song about a tortilla, but it was more of a rap. <laughs> the wedding was so beautiful. Even the cake was in tears. What'd you think of that one? I like that, in tears. I used to be able to play the piano by ear, but now I have to use my hands. <laughs> oh, why did Noah uh, not include termites in the ark? <laughs> I like that one. Oh, I tell dad jokes, but I have no kids. I'm a faux pas. I'm afraid of speed bumps, but I am slowly getting over it. <laughs> All right, last one, last one, last none. Spring is here. I got so excited. I wet my plants. I'll see you next week.